light. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite. Delight. So that's, um, by the way, that's Afternoon Delight by Starland Vocal Band, which I don't know where the fuck they're from, but they're pretty old. Uh, and, there's a, and, and there's a reason. I don't know if you know about. Have you heard that song before, Stanley? Yeah, yeah, I've heard it before. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm curious why you picked this song. Is it because we're recording in the afternoon? Yeah, today? we're we're estamos echando on nooner. So uh, I guess yeah. So then yeah, because uh, it turns out that that song it's an old song that I remember here. Well, 1979. That's when it when they were around that time. And I remember as an adult, I started hearing like what it actually meant. And that actually meant fucking in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> an afternoon delight that's literally what the song means and it's a, back in the 70s and yeehaw conservative times right even more so than today Dude, the 70s yeah has some fucked up songs if you really sit down and listen to them that were like ballads mm -hmm. um yeah i remember listening to adam carolla and he was talking about how there were a lot of songs of the 70s that were about like statutory rape that were like Hey, young girl, get out of my heart. Like, I'm gonna come for you. And, like, oh, shit. no, like, hey, you know, what's, yeah. called? Uh, what's that one song that says, It's cold outside, it's cold outside, let me inside, something like that. It's a girl saying, No, don't come in, it's you're gonna rape me. Um, no, well, that's the Christmas song. That was the whole thing last yeah. year where they were saying he was trying to dose her in a drink, <laughs> keep her in the house. Yeah. I mean, you can break anything down to to mean whatever you well, want, no, no, no. right? Okay. Yeah, but at the same time, I remember growing up and you hear about terror, you know, like comida en español. Comida en español. Does it taste different? Yeah, it definitely does. Música en español, you know, like the the letra dice something along the line, especially when corridos or boleros or románticas, así dice, te robo un beso, te tomo y te Pego una rastra. Damn. <laughs> you know, like very intense, you know, the whole time. But um, but yeah, anyways, we're doing a nooner today, checking things out, just kind of doing saying we were supposed to record yesterday, but we didn't uh life, right? But hey, there's nothing wrong with the nooner. And also, by the way, that in the background is uh make love. <laughs> so we're we're sticking to a theme by Daft Punk. <laughs> nice beat, by the way, they broke up. 28 year career, you know, 28, 28 year career, right? In terms of their musical, both of them. Um, I mean, they're not dead, so they'll still keep making music. Um, it's weird though. I like them. I don't know why they're breaking up. COVID fucking fucked them up too, I guess. But um, uh, my my baby loves them. I think I mentioned it last time, like I said. And I mean, uh, you're pretty broken up about it because you've yeah. mentioned it more than once. No, yeah, and I mean, it's not bad for. I mean, I love Daft Punk, but then my daughter. I mean, they really love Daft Punk. Like, I mean, their music. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm just saying, like, my I son do. asked I me the other day. He'll, I really he'll like usually them. ask me. Hold on, you know, like he'll ask me, "Oh, what's your favorite band?" And I go, oh. "That's a big question." It's like the gut, because you you gut check yourself as a as a music snob. And you're like, "What do I say 
for the likes and what do I say behind closed doors and what do I say to my son? Am I being honest with myself? Things are second guessing, but I'm like, I don't want to leave out this other band or this other performer that I like. And so when yeah. you say I you love, 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 definitely. Yeah, but just just the, the beat. I don't know anything about their history, their background, their you art, love the beat. Their, but I love the beats, man. My baby does too, but... You know, she she's barely scratching the surface. So she's got a lot of Daft Punk to explore by now. Between now and <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure she like one. I'm, I'm sure, yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> she's had a she has a lot of a lot to go to. So, anyways, she'll be okay. Punk. I think yeah, she'll, she'll I think she'll find her groove. Or whenever old shit becomes new mm-hmm. again, that you should be. Like, oh yeah, I was hearing that already. Well, anyway, bump that shit, Eddie. Um, back in production. Uh, <laughs> bueno, primo yeah, well, shout out to Eddie because we don't do it enough, but definitely yeah, yeah. primo editing yeah. in post production. Uh, you know, posting the episodes, editing forum, and if you've been a guest on the show, you know, you know, you know, yeah. we do what we can with what we got. But thank you, Eddie, for really putting in the work, man. Definitely, and primo yeah. since since Walter didn't do it, I'll do it. Oh, I yeah. will say, ¿Qué onda, primos y primas? <laughs> and welcome to my primos podcast. My name is Freddie, and with me tonight, of course, is my primo and yours, El Siete, El Chicume. El, are we once again back to El Sexagon? Uh, I, I mean, let's do Lisa's today. I'm feeling a little Lisa's, bit calm. Yeah, and I'm, we're just doing a nooner, so Lisa's for today. Cool, but guys, remember, you can follow this show every week on all your streaming platforms, our podcast services. Uh, and, of course, you follow us on social media at My Primos Podcast. And Walter, and your and your local newspaper. <laughs> Imagine that's where we blow up and we go fuck yeah. it. We just make a newspaper. Yeah, I remember trying to start like a zine years ago when I was in high school. And zines are still a thing, man. You know, yeah, a lot of very, zine. They're much more zine. political than you know. Like they're kind of coming. They've been around. Not that they're making a comeback. They 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 stuck around pretty much, right? Yeah, they held um, out from the internet for the unheard. Um, but yeah. Opinion. Yep. But, but anyways, why didn't we as, meet up this weekend? You were busy or what? Well, Easter's coming along. Um, well, came Easter along. was came along home. and left. Did you do anything for Easter? I went to have brunch. Yeah, you didn't like. And, um, you didn't go no, to levels and stuff. And... I mean, I went to my brother-in-law's house. He has a little bit of a big backyard, and he has little nep- nieces and nephews, two, three-year-olds. Just funny because my son's eleven. And he's the only one like running around with two and three year olds. <laughs> yeah, but he's also scratching his balls by that time. He's like looking for balls and scratching. No, looking for <laughs> looking for balls and scratching his eggs. <laughs> yeah, but no, he had fun. We hung out, comimos, had a good time with them, and then we just we're home. You know, we want to avoid crowds. We didn't yeah. do anything with church or anything. We just hung out at home, went to brunch, hung out with them in the evening, and then called it a night. That was it. No, no looking for eggs or anything. No, that was it. Tiraron no. huevos allá in the backyard. There were some goats involved. And oh yeah, I mean, not, yeah, like Beko and yeah. uh, Marisol, they got like little like one of the ones. Is it the ones that they you scare them and they'll fucking just die or freeze? Or I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about like, hey, can I just sneak up behind this shit and make it pass out or die? I don't know, but they're babies. <laughs> they're like they're like little yeah. little fucking. They're pygmy I want, or I, mini I, I, I want one too. I want one too. I'll be honest. I'm not gonna lie. Al rato vas a vas a oír un un goat in the background in addition to a rooster and shit but uh but yeah well good for you for celebrating that pagan fucking holiday and you blasphemous motherfucker um when you say to, blasphemous uh, <laughs> according to uh very strict 
brimstone and brimstone and fire you know god 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 believers but uh speaking of looking for shit and finding it uh my cat has been bringing rats to the door uh very often lately how many cats do you have like four two 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 I almost had four. So and I, was like, a- I was almost going to have four. I rescued two additional ones, actually a whole litter, a few, like about a year or two ago. And I was going to keep two of them. One, I was going to call one of them Garfield because it looked like just like Garfield. And the other one, T'Challa, because it was all black. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to turn into the cat lady guy or whatever. So, I, I mean, they're cute enough to, to be able to find homes immediately. They're cute little cats. But, uh, but it turns out that supposedly when cats bring rats to your door is because they're giving you gifts so every every two days three days i have to like step out of the house and boom you know pick up a rat put it in the trash throw it away so i don't Why know don't you just bury it under the compost heap fuck i mean i don't know i don't know i don't think i have enough compost <laughs> for, for t- i'm gonna end up with the whole fucking that dead rat cemetery back there if that's the case um i don't know man cats are fucking weird dude i don't like yeah. cats like people give me a hard time because they're like oh cats are easy they just keep to themselves well, they, they are they are they're very independent they take care of themselves you i you i just put food and rarely see them and nomás cuando les conviene si over there they're borderline feral like they're all like they just take care of themselves like like what they say that cats the la- the only animal to have domesticated itself like it's no más porque le conviene or porque you know it, it just needs I don't want to get wet today let me go look for that fool's house <laughs> and then they'll find it which brings me to another thing last time we were walking around and I saw like a little flyer with little tickets with numbers on it lost cat Wow. And little okay. numbers, like take a number. And I started laughing because it's like, I don't think there's any such thing as a lost cat. That motherfucker is either dead or he or she left your fucking boring ass like you. Ah, <laughs> you know, they're so like, independent. Yeah, cats don't, cats don't get lost. They leave you. So if your cat gets lost, it's either dead or it doesn't love you anymore. And so you have to on. take a moment and do some self-reflection yeah, and go exactly. like, is this cat <laughs> lost or is it me? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's just like, fuck you. I don't like your food. I don't like your, you know, your house is a fucking mess. I'm out. I don't, I don't see. Yeah, cats are like that. Like, so you're like the dog. (laughs) No, some being delicados. Like, sometimes let's say, estoy haciendo jaiba, or like, you know, if I make a cocktail or if I make a guachile, like the shrimp raw. If for some reason, like, I always put some aside for them, like, Unos cuatro shrimp cada quien, they'll eat it, you know. Pero if for some reason I forget and I f- and y le echo condimento al camarón, if I season it before and then I try to feed it, they won't eat it. Even if even even if it's something they like, if it has some type of seasoning that they don't like, they'll just smell it, walk away like they're too good for it. Which, I was gonna you say they're gonna flip the plate over and, and fucking scratch, go. <sighs> And then walk that, away. No, yeah, it scratched the baby twice already. Like very. I would like, already... shit across the street. Like, <laughs> just think. No, la verdad, like, a mí nunca me gustaron los gatos. Yeah. And yeah, it's. Cr- I mean, it, it, my, it, my mom me dijo right. que que en el Salvador los gatos, like, they want to kill you. She's like, they want to kill you in your sleep. 
that they she said que oh, mi yeah. abuela you tenía wake, gatos. You wake, you wake up and they're looking at you and it's like you're lucky I let you live, motherfucker. Not just uh, that, but that there were one time I think she said my grandma was asleep and the cat got a cat got in and that fucker climbed on top of her and was trying to suffocate her in her mouth. I think they're assassins, you know, like if fucking somebody paid them. Like, have you seen um uh what's it called? Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, forty-two. Um, how they talk about how the rats are the smartest animal, followed by followed by the dolphins. I think it's probably cats. Like cats just seem to just you know know everything, chill, very opportunistic like humans. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It's a big. Uh, I don't know. I don't, anyway, I don't have a. I don't hate animals. Yeah. I'm not a hater of animals, but I don't like cats. I wouldn't keep cats. But like you said, maybe we don't keep cats. Like they just yeah, hang out. They, yeah, so if your cat gets lost, save people paper and energy and, you know, getting rid of... Don't be posting, no, my cat is lost ads. Like, that motherfucker left you, left you, you know, whether... God. So, yeah, stop stop personifying that cat and putting all... <laughs> hey, man, putting you, look, uh, you look out of breath, man. Like, you're teetering back and forth. Oh, What's yeah, I was actually going to sit down because I'm trying out this new standing desk because, yeah, I, I am moving a lot because I've never really used a standing desk and I think I'm getting winded. Um, and I'm and I'm and I and I'm not pink. I, I don't do acrobats while singing from hanging from a roof, right? Oh, um, okay. Pink the singer. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, follow, I follow. I follow. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I was trying to stand because it's been a standing desk so for a while. You've been recording for ten minutes, and you're mm -hmm. done. You've hit your wall. You hit your ceiling. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you're done. Ten minutes <laughs> is enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm gonna sit down. My I sit sit my fat ass down right now. Are you gonna hear a click right now? No, no, go for it, man. <laughs> now, well, you know, the one big change we took a little break between. Well, I want to thank, of course, Hector, Pistol Hero, for being on, chatting with us, as well as Professor Latinx. And just we want to make sure that you guys go check them out, really give them some support, give them some love. They both have things in the works. Uh, Professor Latinx is gonna be in Austin this year, so we'll get to catch up with him. And hopefully, you know, we, we never know what's going to happen on the line with the convention season coming around. So we'll see where that takes us and see where who else we can have back on the show to catch up and see what's going on. Yeah, it's been a COVID has been a cruel, cruel. It still is still shit going on. How do you feel about this, though? Because I've asked you, I periodically ask you and, and catch and kind of like touch base with you because you're you're my more you're more more like my COVID compass. In terms okay. of, you know, like, cool. all right. I mean, I'm, I'm not an asshole, wear a mask, but like, you're particularly kind of have a particular opinion since, you know, because of Lucy and your kid in school or not in school. Like, how's that going for you? Well, he's not in school. He's doing virtual. We still wear masks and gloves. We're both vaccinated now. You know, I'm like two weeks removed from it already. Um, and we're still careful. We still avoid that because we're, we can still carry the bug, you know? And we're not going to put people in danger, period. You know, we don't know how, we don't know who's around us. Why would I yeah. put myself out there to be an to be a danger as well as put ourselves in danger? And yeah, we're still the same, dude. I mean, I'm not yeah, changing okay. my fucking mind on that regardless. Uh, but it, it is easing me up a little bit because I never would have gone and had brunch, you know, if I didn't have oh, my, yeah, okay. my vaccination or that people are getting vaccinated. But even at restaurants, you know, it's still the same procedure. You know, they limit the number of people that come in. 
you wear a mask, you keep your distance, etc. Yeah, I mean, people are going out. There's going to be a, an adjusting pe- adjustment period, which I remember I, they was telling me, yeah, let's go do something. Let's go somewhere. And I'm like, you know what? I think there's going to be a lot of shootings because either you're not wearing your mask or you are wearing your mask. <laughs> uh-huh. And there's been a few shootings. I don't know if it's because of that, but it seems like there's a lot of fr- pent-up frustration staying at home and not interacting with humans, other humans, which... I feel like going back to very crowded places, people will kind of have to readjust. It feels like even myself, I finding my I find myself kind of a little bit anxious now when I see a lot of people on the road. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of people. More people yeah, than it's I, a lot of you know? a lot of cars on the road, a lot of people jammed in together in a tight space. Mm-hmm. But for example, I took James, he's asking to go to the gym. You know, he wants to go to the oh, gym. Yeah. I want to get back to and it. he wants to get to boxing, jujitsu. And we've kind of eased up our, our we went, to, we went to go check it out, you know, like, oh, well, let's see what they're doing and costs. Cause I'm imagining they're going to have to raise prices to make up the loss of people that they're going to have in there. You know, like you can make it if you're really smart, you can market it like, Hey, we only well, allow well, 10 is, people is, at a is, time, which is we another, only do this. Okay. You know? So let me ask you a question. Going back to Easter. Um, we went to a park, aquí cerquita de la casa, um, and the, opposite direction uh going away from austin, downtown austin which is where typically where everyone typically goes and there's just a little park or actually it's pretty big behind the airport um where when we went in there was a bunch of park uh park people like parks and rec- parks and recreations you know like the governmental agency yeah and there were a few cop police officers and like a there was a lot of cops and and, and 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 maintenance people were driving around and they were and I asked him so what's going on I said, oh it's you're coming in you know and when it gets full we're gonna close it and no one's allowed to park outside along the road and walk in no pedestrians when the park gets full it gets shut down that's it um but then the whole we were there most of the day and the park was there was people but it was mostly empty like there wasn't a lot, there wasn't a lot of activity until we started heading back home, and I and I went to go pick. We seemed una carne asada aquí, and went to go pick up paper plates, and I noticed how there was a lot of families out in their yard, you know, buscando, you know, setting, doing the whole looking for eggs and stuff. Pero lo que estoy diciendo es que either people are being very responsible and mostly stayed home, or or people are mostly broke and stayed home which is <laughs> a little bit of both, I think. Like, people are being more cautious. Money's a little bit tighter. Um, it seems like not not everybody came out in full force for, you know? I think that it's in a, it's a, an adjustment. You know, mm-hmm. James asked me, my son, he's like, oh, you think things are going to go back to the, the same? Are they going to be different? Are they going to be different? I think that people are going to want to stay home more often, and they found a groove that works for them. Like they just kind of made it work and they're comfortable being in their own space, you know, that they can spend time with their family or on their own. And when they feel the need to, yeah, they may venture out and go do something, but it's not going to be to the levels that they used to where they would just fucking go to shows, bars, all this stuff, back to back to back people. I think you kind of make a decision and go, hmm, is it something that I'm comfortable doing? Right. Does the risk justify the outcome? Because it's always I mean- a risk. I mean, uh, three weeks ago, we went to Fort Worth. Uh, I remember we kicked it for a bit, but we risked, we risked it all to go to Olive Garden <laughs> of all places. You guys, man. We, Olive we Garden is it all fucking uh, overrated, dude. I'm sorry. 
Um, you can call me out online, overrated. Uh, I just, uh, okay, whatever. I I mean, last time I had Olive Garden, not that I'm too good for it, but um, it is what it is. Uh, it's not for free either, so uh, you pay a price for subpar. But it was yeah. good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There was a bunch of there was a bunch of like right there in Burleson actually. You probably because know when the you're one. there, your family, you felt accepted. Yeah, exactly. There was a group. Of, there was I saw a few tables <laughs> with um like uh kids that looked like they had either they were either going to prom or coming back from prom or something, or or, or it was when when the when Abbott barely opened up the state and said no masks. Uh, I don't know what like were they making up for missed for for missed uh, proms or something. You know but, what though? Uh, Talking about restaurants, what was your wait time? Nothing. It was quick. It was check quick, this like out. Five minutes. Talk, like yeah, but because no one fucking wants to go to Olive Garden. But what I'm getting, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we uh, went to a brunch spot right that we really like. It's by the hospital area downtown Fort Worth. You know, all that 7th Street, if you live in Fort Worth, all these oh, different you're, restaurants, nice you're too, you're too good for Olive Garden, huh? I'm too, no, not just that, dude. I'm too, like, I, here's how it is. We tried Olive Garden yeah. twice, and every time we went, there was no wait. It smelled old. Like, the building just smelled old. And they were just really shitty service. I think we asked for a drink, uh, well, and then we left. This time, this time, this time, I had really good service. Again, I'm not a pasta guy. To me, making pasta at home is as good as making pasta, you know, like a una carbonera. Or hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Watch, watch. watch. <laughs> I'm getting a call, uh-huh. a random number, okay. listeners. For this is Oscar de la Renta. I'll put on a speaker. It's probably a fucking scam call. He sounds like a novella character. Like also, the Renta guy. is a fucking performer. I think a perfume or something. Hold mm. on, let me see what this is. Bueno. Bueno. This call is from law enforcement unit of Federal Reserve System. Oh, okay. Suspicious activities from your banking accounts. Mira. Pura baja. So it's anyway, crazy that this comes up, but think about hey, if you you guys, if you don't know this, we want we don't want to assume anything. The IRS is never gonna fucking call you on an yeah. automated system. Please, I'll, I'll say it out there as a public service announcement. They will They're not. not right. They never call you. Don't fall for this bullshit. Okay, don't do it. Anyways, um. Yeah, we were talking about the restaurant. So it was how shitty much service. You, how much? You, how much you love Olive Garden? No, fuck that. But here's what I'm getting at: a different conversation, kind of, right? You in Austin, you're used to waiting to go to a restaurant that you want to go into, sit down. If it's good, you're like, okay, hour wait, forty minute wait, whatever. You kind of plan around that, right? That's kind of what, yeah, what, like like good restaurants out of here. But yeah, it takes about that. I mean, pre-COVID. So. Pre-COVID, right? So now we go, obviously, more control, limited space, all this shit, right? And we wanted to go because it was just a Sunday, and we thought, you know, it'd be nice to go eat and check out this spot. We've been there once before, in the middle of the week, no people, loved it, great experience, right? We went on Sunday morning. Little did I know, well, I'm kind of behind the times or whatever. Just, this is, this is going to lead into my topic. As they a Latino, your, we never temperature. we never did brunch at a restaurant. We oh, did no. breakfast at home, ahí en la casa, calentado, whatever, right? And so when we go to this, it's Sunday. Sunday is brunch day, right? And the girl broke it down for me at the door when I kind of, and after a two-hour wait, 
Because the girl goes, hey, it'll be an hour, hour and a half. It's Sunday and it's Easter. I was like, okay. I told my wife, hey, hour, hour and a half. Are you you still want to do this? She goes, Whoa. yeah, we, we had breakfast. I'm not starving. We can go get a cup of coffee. James was good. He had his fucking switch, you know? Okay, cool. No issue. We'll wait. We'll wait. But at a certain point, my wife started seeing people, you know, get let in, you know, <clears throat> et cetera. Well, we were here before them. We were here before yeah, but them. How, how but big I go, hold on. Table? And I go like, well, we're three people and they're a party of five or they're a you know, party of two. It was, it was a mix. But what yeah. I'm getting to is that I told her, hey, keep in mind, they were probably here before us or they called mm-hmm. ahead. Or because yeah. they have you on an app, like they text you and hit you up. Hey, you're ready. Your table's ready, et cetera. Right. And, and they she, left and came back. Yeah. They left and came back like we did. And she kept looking over her shoulder. And I'm like, hey, like you said you were cool waiting. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. And she she got frustrated and she wanted to go wait out there. Like, oh, maybe if they see us. And I go, okay, let's get up and go. That's Stand. crazy how that's crazy how we you're gonna pay, you're still begging. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna pay. I'm begging to get in here, and so I go up it, to the girl. It's, not, it's girl, not even a. It's like a. You make it sound like a food pantry, right? Like, <laughs> please, no. So we go, and I told her, "Hey, look, that family. I remember them coming ahead of us, and they're still waiting." You know, that's four or five people. They're still waiting, and so I me pongo allí. I asked the girl, you know, in front of the door. I'm like, "Hey, you know what? Am I still in the same timetable for my for my my reservation?" She goes, "Yeah." You're still there. And I didn't want to eat outside. You know, I'm like, oh, I want to eat inside. Because if I would have said, seat me anywhere, it'd probably be quicker, right? But she kept getting frustrated. I kept asking the girl. And she kept, she told me, hey, you know what? I, I know you're here. I got you. It's busy. People, and I heard people show up and go, hey, I got a text from you. Oh, yeah, I called ahead. Am I on the list? Yes, et cetera. So I kept having to turn over. And look at my wife, and it dunk it, it basically went ding in my head. And I go, Latinos go to restaurants expecting a certain turnaround time. They're yeah. not used to a, a, a hour wait that you're gonna pay for. You know, they're not. They go yeah. to the local restaurant restaurant, they'll go to the Olive Garden, they'll go to the franchise, though, you know, wherever you go, they either want quick service, cheap, as fast as possible. And I told her, we didn't grow up that way. So that's why we feel like this. But everybody else in line was like 20-something years old, on their phone, chilling. And they knew it. This is part of the game. So do you think that that's why my wife and even me a little bit were kind of like, why the, what the fuck? Why is it taking so long? Why is this white lady going ahead of me when I've been here an hour and a half? But the reality is she called ahead and had a fucking reservation. It wasn't a race thing. Even the girl at the door was black. It wasn't like that. And she told me at it the end, a, she's like, "It was an inefficient thing." Like, <laughs> you didn't yeah, it just had shitty way to sit people. And then at the end, she tells me, "Oh, you know what? At least you guys were cool. Like, some people are breathing behind my neck, thinking that that's gonna fucking speed this process up." But we never did that. We didn't grow up going to a restaurant I mean, I remember, for brunch. I remember or in, in LA, you just you know, the the one thing my dad would take us to was uh Chinese food and Chinese food motherfuckers are on it. They sit your ass down before you turn around and realize it's, it has a B, a B in the window. <laughs> no, they sit your ass down and, and start serving you before they, you realize you had, they have a C in the window. 
like, oh. Okay. Ah, shit. We're already sitting down. Rats. No, but think about it. We don't do that. Like, we didn't grow up with brunches and waiting wait times and all that bullshit. We were used to meta la esquina y la taqueria, go to McDonald's, or yeah. once in a while you go to Acapulco's, and that's the, you know, you don't wait that long. They're not used to it. So, that's part, I don't know, just, we definitely didn't grow up doing brunch. I remember I was an adult before I knew what the fuck brunch was. I was just, I thought it was just you just being a fat ass and you wanted second, second, <laughs> <laughs> second breakfast, second breakfast, like, because the way, the way people, some people eat by the time they're done with breakfast is brunch time. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think that it's just one of these things where we tell each other, why can't we go out and try a spot or do something a little different outside of the norm. Yes, COVID happened and we're used to being home, but even if COVID wasn't around, like my mom and my dad, que, que decía mi papá? oh, I'm going to go play soccer. Va al campo conmigo. That was your day out, you know? Yeah, very or, active. Very active. Very active but my, my dad, I mean, we've been getting back into it lately, going and fishing. That's something we've been doing a lot. He doesn't, sometimes he catches something, he doesn't, but that's not the point, just going out and being active, which is something as a, Back in what my 20, 30, early 30s, which am I still in my early 30s? No, uh, no, I think uh, you passed the halfway point. <laughs> uh, I'm out of that, I'm, I'm out of the target demographic. Oh, yeah, we've, we've aged out everything, but we have the money. Early, the late, 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 late 20s, you know, you what do you do on a weekend? You go and you know, you go sit down, wait for an hour to get seated. And when you start eating, you're already talking about the next restaurant you want to go to. You don't even sit down and enjoy the one you're at that it took you an hour, two hours to get into. Um, but I, that's all tactic because in the meantime, as a young adult, you're not just going to sit there. You're going to sit there and drink, right? To make the bar accessible so you sit your ass down and drink. By the time you sit down, your tab is more, your bar tab is more than your than your sit down at the, you know, the meal itself. Yeah. So, so that, that's all tactic. That's kind of like a, just a, in a lot of cases, it seems like a manufactured because they say if you see a line outside, you know it's a good restaurant. So that's in part two, I think. You kind of just it is it. marketing. You know, I don't marketing. know. We felt like why not have that option? You know, like why can't my kid go through the good, the, have some good memories of having yeah. this uh, ability? You know, it's we we never had the privilege. No, where this was a normal thing. I mean, let's 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 be honest too. Even it, I mean, I'm sure my dad and your dad could afford it growing up, but my they they for sure didn't have the fucking patience like. True. I'm gonna tell you that, like my dad is like, come mierda, vamos, la comida china, no joda. So, and he still has that attitude. Like we we took him, we've taken you guys to Hop Daddies, right here in Austin. Good burger, yeah. good fucking burger. Hop Daddies, nine dollar burgers, pretty much. Um, yeah, really good, uh, well made. Entonces lo llevamos, and it, it was around this time, no line. That's the only reason we suggested it. Otherwise, it would be nope. Then just go cook at home or get some Chinese food. But do you think that we're missing out or our people are missing out? No, we are not missing out on nothing. Our food is better. Like the only <laughs> like when you talk about brunch, what are you talking about exclusively? Dude, it's just either, cool it's eggs fresh. Benedict that are fucking delicious. Yeah, Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know? but it's it's not Vietnamese food, it's not pupusas, it's not no, you know no, bomb, no. not that you know, not that breakfast. I mean, I will say I think American breakfast is the best breakfast. That's just me. Um I mean Salvadorian breakfast is dope though. I mean, it is good. 
I like the sweet. I, I like the sweets though. I, I like the pancake. Like, what do we have? Platanos, right? That's kind of mostly what we go. Platanos with. or Platanos. a special occasions. Los uh, que las torrejas, like. That's eh, kind of rare. Like I don't remember. Yeah, special occasion. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think that. But yeah. But anyway, I don't, I don't want my kid to feel like he can't. That's what I'm getting to. I'm like, oh, we can't go there. You know, I've never yeah, been. There is, I've never there been is. at this age. Never no. been to a Benihana ever. Right. That's 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 more an experience thing than a food. The food, I can't say it's the best. I've only been there. I mean, I haven't been to Benihana's. I've been to but like a, a Benihana type place. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's good for for family. It's really fun, kind of fire. I've never been hey, there. Fire, whatever. Like never been. And Lucia recently, you know, since you guys have listening, have known she's you know gotten over her treatments. We're, we're getting. Oh, by the way, this. shout out to Lucy. She has way more followers than we do in one month, and we yeah. had it. How yeah, long are yeah. we doing this shit? Should no, we well, to be fair, like she I'm, afraid, got... I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to do a, a to ask a, a poll because they might say, you know what, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you know it's true. She in one month of having her like photo account, which is Lucy Lens at Lucy Lens L U C I dot L E N S. Um, when one month she has over a hundred something followers. And we've been doing this for almost four years and we barely have like 300. Yeah. So we usually get that many in a year. She gets that many in a month. Well, hopefully it stays what like that. What happened with our yeah, with our Instagram ads, Walter? Did you figure all that out? Well, Quint, yeah, good thing you brought that up. So I think this is a campaign to silence us. The man. You know, never, I don't the know man. Said, Zuckerberg or just but, the man? You know, remember we kind of had a little kumbaya, a little powwow, me, you, Edding. Yeah, about you know, kind of seeing what we do with the podcast and trying to reach more eyeballs and kind of putting ourselves more out there. And we even talked to Mikey. Shout out to Mikey, by the way, fucking, but killing it with the barbecue out there in front yeah, of the Mike dot barbecue. This is smoke BQ. That's his smoke BQ. Look him up. Good fucking stuff. Um, yeah, he's killing it, man. These motherfuckers actually, you know, every time he sets up, sold out. Sold out. So um once he reaches about ten thousand hours under his belt, I, he's considered a fucking pit master, I think. So oh, okay. Yeah, keep at it, Mike. We'll call him Pit Master Mike once he gets that gets yeah, to that point. Pit Master Mike. I think we should reach out and do an episode about meat and why? Just a meat episode? Just a I can meat have episode. Hey, I can have my sister in law on and she's a vegetarian and we can have a whole fight back and forth. Um, but anyways, good uh shout out to Mikey out there just to throw it out there. But um where was I going? Completely you were <laughs> silenced by Facebook. Oh, yeah, and so then yeah, we asked them because he also did a little bit of that, but we're like, okay, you know what? Let's kind of put in a put in a few bucks, literally a few bucks into advertisement through Facebook and uh Instagram, right? So then I kind of it was like a twenty dollars. Uh, f- uh, 10 for Instagram, 10 for Facebook. Boom. I, I posted it. I kind of tried to advertise it. I did it. And then like about three days later of the ads running, I got a message saying that I got, I got f- like my ad capabilities for, uh, my primos podcast, IG, Facebook, and my personal account got got frozen so i can't advertise i Ooh. can't like which is weird like and i'm like why like what was the thing and i 
think it was because when I don't know, it's weird. It's kind of like a slippery slope, which people have been talking about a lot in terms of I don't know if it's cancel culture. I'll be I'll, I'll put it out there first because um, we spoke about that with Aldama last time, right? Um, but it's I remember when I was setting up the because remember that for the freeze I did like a little you know lame ass little thumbnail about you know Pe- Pe- Ted Cruz leaving <laughs> uh, to go to Cancun yeah. and all that other shit. So was your attempt yeah. at uh, jumping on a get a Staying meme relevant, out there. like okay. you know desperate attempt at being relevant? Um, so then you I were did too that. relevant. Yeah. You were too relevant. Yeah, I was happened. too fucking relevant. So then I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you know, funny. Let me put it out there. Let me kind of throw some bucks behind this, kind of reach some eyeballs. And it was cool. It reached a, you know, it reached a lot of people. But then Facebook came back, and I don't know if this is a reason, but from what I gather, Facebook and Instagram came back and said, oh, by the way, uh, it was improperly labeled as an ad, like an ad, and it was supposed to be labeled as a political ad or political content. So then, it, wow. so then they came back and said, "Oh no, you miscategorized it, and you did pol- a political ad rather than a non-political ad, whatever that is." Um, so your account has been frozen, and it will make, stay frozen. I had to. I spent about, I I spent a few hours at in bed when I went to sleep trying to figure it out. And you have to follow this tab, then go here, then go there, then go there, and then finally get to a point where you're like, click. I think that this was a mistake. Please review this. And then a human being will go ahead and review it, which goes to the point where I'm trying to say like cancel culture exists. Right. But a lot of times it feels like corporations are now using cancel culture one to silent voices in general, you know, because not just the extreme outright people. Right. Which, uh, which justifiably, some people do need to shut the fuck up because they're putting lives at risk, right? You know? Yeah. But in some cases, they're just being assholes. Like, you know, don't give them more publicity than they need. But it, it feels like also algorithms that are being put in place are shutting people up that don't need to. People are, I mean, in my case, I'm not saying anything important to begin with. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I'm the voice of a, a voice of a generation. <laughs> but but uh, in terms of, like other people that are actually putting out there, uh, making good points politically mm-hmm. or non-political as they want to, whatever they want to categorize it. It feels like, like, I don't know. It's like, wh- why, why was, why was it frozen? All it, like, I don't see why it would be frozen. Like, it makes me think like, is I that- think that it means that the right person saw that mm-hmm. or the, the right person or the right amount of people the, were seeing it. The, the white person. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. And, because they got mad, they got mad. Someone got yeah. mad or it bugged them. So that that's what you're doing. You know, it's a funny joke. We laugh, but you're doing it to get something out of them. You know. Yeah. So we got something out of them, whatever so that was. It's shitty that it. Somebody can't reported do anymore. it. Did somebody yeah, report it? it? Maybe. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it just said that I got miscategorized it and and that it my capabilities for ads. So we still frozen. Yes, we still are. Last time I checked, uh, we still are, and and a human being has to put their eyeballs on it and look at it, and um, and yeah, pretty much like I don't know what that means exactly, um, but it felt weird because, like I said, uh, the whole cancel culture, corporations are preemptively canceling people even with no, you know, reason. Like, 
I, yeah, just because they think somebody might get offended, which in turn makes the progressive movement seem very uh, uh, stunted. Yeah, and very well, look at like narrow, look at very, a, narrow, a, very narrow minded. Very well, look at a, a little not not little not right now with the video, you know, and Giuliani trying to explain what Lil Nas X's video is to the conservative, yeah, yeah, right? That's, it's that's a, that's a perfect segue. Um, obviously, Lil Nas X is so public that they're not going to come and censor him, at least not yet. But um, it goes into, into that same arena where if, you know, somebody can literally free, like, like not that, you know, for our 12 listeners, um, yeah, they're, they, we've been censored, I guess. Like, we can't put ads. We, I've been, and, and check it out. This was the first time we did it, right? Like this is literally the first time me and you sat down and say, hey, let's kind of spend, you know, a few bucks on this. And we did. And then I remember we did it because an episode was coming up that we really wanted to promote. Right. There yeah. was an episode. There was an episode coming up that we said, you know, well, let's start. Prom- let's start. Let me let me practice this. See if how it works and see what's the most efficient way in time or period to start advertising. Um Let's, you know, like, in, in, in preparation, in preparation for this episode that was coming up, that we really wanted to advertise and then potentially continue to advertise following episodes, right? Um, but yeah, like on the first attempt, I got <laughs> I got frozen, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I me, mean, I want to talk about Little Nas X because it kind of touches on that. Where yeah. you know, me and Lucia watched the video. What do you think as, like, a, as a God believer and all this other stuff because it ties into all that. Well, okay. I think it's great. I think it's a fucking great video. I think he is amazing of pulling that shit off on the pole and dancing the way he did. It's like, damn, like, go get it, because that's kid dope. Knows, <laughs> kid knows how to dance, bro. Fuck yeah, yeah. man. I sat there like, uh, my wife I was like, la- I want to lap. I want to lap. <laughs> right? But not just that. Think about the, he also released the shoe. Remember the Satan shoe? The, the Those Nikes? The Air Max with a drop of blood in them? And then Nike came back and put like a like a stop order saying he can't sell those shoes without the permission, like all this shit. It goes back to what you were talking about. A corporation worried about something. But wasn't Nike all behind Kaepernick? You know, weren't they giving him the support he needed for his rights to, to stand? Eventually, eventually, after they saw it was more profitable to do so. So and that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to be very mindful about when corporations take any step in any direction don't use corporations and their opinions and their algorithms that you know opinions as um which is based on our opinions to begin with as as a moral compass like fuck that like they'll preemptively shut voices down that have no reason to be like, like there's people out there actually making a point and then being canceled or deplatformed um, and again, there's people that should be shut the fuck up, like, you know, or mine are kind of like, you know, calmate, cabron, because there's they put people's lives in danger, literally. Um, like, you know, the insurrection, right? I'm not saying that it was completely Trump's fault, but like him fomenting certain opinions, right? Uh, kind of gave way to certain actions. In this case, you know, there's a cop that died. Um, no, what was it? More than one cop, right? That, that yeah. so. But I don't know. It's uh, I like the video. Cool video. I like that it's pissing some people off. It feels like we're back in the, we're back in the, what do you call it? Slipknot days or or, or 
I mean, Marilyn Manson, remember when they I were mean, Punk's not dead. It just changed. Yeah, you know? it just changed. And it's not, it's you know. Changed. Yeah, Punk's not dead. You're right. That's a good man. That's a good point. Yeah, um, Punk's not dead. He's doing what he does. And look, he's an artist that's not going to be pigeonholed into one genre and one thing. Mm-hmm. And he's worked on that, you know, from when Old Town Road fucking make him huge. He crossed barriers and you know, mainstream accepted him. Yeah. Now he's going went to into, a whole went into went break. into country went into country came out of country, like you know uh, what's it called? Don break my what's the name of that guy? Uh, Billy Mighty Ray Cyrus. Ray Cyrus. It's Billy Ray Cyrus. There you go. But what I'm but, getting um, to is that it's a video, man. Like Lucia and me always talk about. You ask about you know my my beliefs in God. Like this mm-hmm. doesn't shake me. It doesn't impact me. No, no, no. Of course like, it doesn't shake you. I would never no, think it shakes no, you. No, no. But what I'm saying I'm is saying like you know what is being said in your be on your behalf. Let's be honest. It's not my behalf. It's old it white people. It is. It is on your behalf, and to a certain extent, it is on your behalf. It is. I've never you know, allowed. I've never allowed anybody to speak for me when it comes to my belief. Okay. No do you pastor. Attend, do you no, attend, no, no, attend the church? No do you attend? Do you do you attend the church? No. Okay, but if you did attend the church, and and your pastor had opinions regarding Nas X that you don't agree with, wouldn't you feel that you have to be okay? You know what? I attend this church, but I don't actually agree with that. You know, like if you attend, then we don't we don't agree. Like we talked about in the past, man. It's like anything. You attend. You live in a country that does shit you don't agree with, but you're no, still here. But what I'm get, what I'm getting at is, it's very dangerous. How in this case, a Republican Party is very family. Well, it's no longer the family party. It never was, but they thought they were, and they're still sticking to that nowadays. Even after Trump, they're still sticking to the family party, religious. Uh, law abiding, you know, all that other stuff, and then they jump on this. Well, dude, it's hypocritical. They're hypocrites, you know, it's like, like anything it's very else. Like, hypocritical. Look at the police, right. like what's going on right now with yeah. Derek Chauvin trial. Like, I was doing yeah. my job, I was yep. trained this way. I was, you know, it's always, oh, in the betterment of safety, like, yeah. I was scared for my life. And, yeah, and these are the same people that are out there. Oh, like they killed the, they killed the cop at the Capitol, but they're like literally with an American flag. Killed the cop, then walked into the fucking rotunda or whatever they want to call it with a, a Confederate flag. And then, dude, what the about people. this past week? A fucker killed a cop ramming through the pen, like, yeah. uh, the Capitol. You yeah, know, like, did. but here's the thing with religion, yeah. very hypocritical, all of it, all whatever of it, you want to call it, you can twist the word to whatever you want it to be. You know, it's all subjective, but the reality is that when you are a believer and you have a relationship, and I'm sorry for listeners. I don't mean to make this a, a soapbox no, handle, moment, handle, handle. but what handle it is is I'm, that I'm, no, I'm just hey, I'm, I'm, yeah. this is we're, what I'm going to say. Yeah, we're different opinions. Don't feel, don't apologize. What I'm going to say I'm, is this: is I'm here uh, on the other end. Well, let me talk then. Shit, let me talk then. You know, let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, like, it's not about a religion. You're not checking the boxes on the list of shit you have to do. That's not what this is. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ and God in my life. Point blank. That's it. It's love and Jesus' teachings are acceptance. And regardless of what you look like, where you live, how you are, what illnesses you have, as long as you believe in Jesus Christ, you have a way into into your father's house and to God. That's it. All the other shit doesn't matter. A pastor, there's been plenty of pastors that twist the word, be it for money, for, for sex, be it for power. Same thing with politicians, right? And the thing is, the party doesn't define you politically. It shouldn't. 
sadly, people line up with that with that rhetoric and the quote unquote religion that you say that I'm a follower of doesn't align with me. I I have a relationship with Christ. That's it. It's not a religion. It reminds me of that. Um, right. um, I think is it the patch mode? Your own personal. Who sings that? Jesus. That's the patch mode. Someone hear your prayers. Someone who cares. But anyways, everybody, everybody. Como dice, what came first? Uh, you know, who invented? Who is it? Did man invent God, or did God invent man? Or I don't know. That's a whole fucking. Uh, season worth of podcasting. <laughs> no, it is, man. I mean, you can get philosophical uh, yeah. with it. Like, yeah, I think that people get tripped up when you talk about like music, right? They get tripped up with people that believe in Christ because they assume, oh, you follow this book and this way of living. I go, no. But it, it's a, tell me, tell me, is a fair? It's a fair, you know. Like everybody generalizes. Sure. Like, why is everything? Why does everything mm -hmm. have to fit into a box? That's well, the thing. That's Look how, at, that, it's that's easier how to. That's how computers work. We're in a box right now, talking through mm -hmm. a box, mm -hmm. inside a box. <laughs> so because um, we're in a simulation, the simulation needs us in certain categories. Yeah, yeah. I mean it patterns. It's all, that that all, that all comes down to patterns. Patterns help us survive. Uh, stereo stereotypes. That's where stereotypes come to, right? Like people kind of make assumptions about people. No, uh, but it, yeah, day, but at the end of the day. day yeah. It doesn't matter. We're individual, yeah, it right? Matter. That's why we have yeah. a voice. We can discuss it. But I, I do, I do like what Nas X, Lil Nas X, said. Like, uh, like I'm an adult. Like, I'm not gonna apologize for any of this. I'm not. What do you call? It? I'm not a role model, right? Like, I'm not gonna sit here and role model for your children. That's that's your job as a parent. Which it just, I don't know. If somebody told me we we're gonna still be talking about this shit in terms of music wise. Now, like this feels like very 1995, 2000, you know, um, the fact that we're still squabble, you know, squander squabbling about, you know, shit as out of fucking in Brazil in novelas, people, you know, they show fucking <laughs> like just yeah. people having sex in novelas in Brazil. And it's like, but violence is another thing. Like in the United States, violence is okay, but oh my God, a nipple, like. You know, you fucking heathen, you going to hell. Um, and I don't know, just kind of feels like it's very much blown out of proportion. So. It is blown out of proportions, man. I mean, let, let the guy perform. People yeah. like his music and his performances. Great. Okay. Like you said, people fucking line up to watch the Blue Man Group. I don't fucking like the Blue Man Group, but people line up for fucking to watch him hit drums and be blue. What if somebody comes along and says, hey, man, looks too much like a blue dildo. I can't enjoy this show. That's not going to stop them from making their yeah, millions. But, uh, but do you agree? Do you agree that the problem is not? Because I mean, how many people are out there doing like rapping itself? It, it, you know, some rappers, you know, it's about drugs, alcohol, you know, and, and a other other bunch of other fucked up stuff. And then you have uh, rock musicians like back in the eighties with hair metal bands, alcohol. alcohol, drugs, alcohol, the devil. Yeah. Like Led Zeppelin, supposedly, if you played it backwards, was singing to the devil. Like so much. Like, um, what's his name? Ozzy. Head, bat, yeah, like bat, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. There's so much, so much, so many other people already. Like, this is not the first person to do this, but it feels it feels like it's problematic now because he's a black gay man. Like, 
You know, you don't expect a gay black man to be, you know, doing what he's doing. That's very, to me, it's like, yeah, I never seen that before. <laughs> although, although they are saying that what's a, what's a K what's her name? Uh, I think it's a British act, a, a, a musician that her video is similar to his a little, a twig, twiggy or something like that. Um, his video is like, if not exactly, at least when he's like dropping down the, the, the pole, the stripper pole. Yeah. Um, yeah. They kind of had like back and forth and, but they kind of agreed and said, Hey, you know what? Thank you for acknowledging me, which is the right thing to do. Right. If like, if you realize as an artist that you either something seems similar to somebody else's, like check your shit and be like, okay, cool. Don't be an asshole and, and pretend like you, you know, you're completely original. Right. It's um, FKA twigs. That's yeah, the FKA. artist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's very, very feels. Yeah, I think it's cool, man. Um, like it's impressive. Just the fact that he can physically do a lot that. of that. Uh, like, Damn it, man. And the symbolism's like, awesome. Like for a cinematographer, Mm-hmm. The producer, whoever shot that, okay, video, yeah, give, yeah, give me your spill from from gorgeous a, from a, man. The from colors, the transitions from the beginning, from the tree, you know, getting seduced. Like, I, I, I love the visuals. I love how it's set up to upset you. It's set up not to upset, but to kind of make you think, oh, what that interpretation of the old pasty mm-hmm. white people under under an apple tree is yeah. not necessarily truth, right? Yeah. And so. I like that. I like the symbolism behind it. I like how he just owned it and how the whole thing is, oh, well, you're all gay people are going to go to hell. You know, that's kind of oh, what he's kind of, that's a, that's kind a good of he's point battling too. Like, that. You know, you're, you're already going to hell. Like, you know, my, why not just go straight there and go talk to the guy? Right? Fuck things up. <laughs> and, hey, fuck, fuck up Satan. But, you know, it's funny because it always reminds me of white people get a pass, you know, when it comes yeah. to that shit. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. when you look at like um, Lemmy from Motorhead, uh-huh. right? One of my favorite quotes that he said, Motorhead, if you don't know Motorhead, metal. He, he passed, passed away. He also, passed he's away. Old, he's, like a thousand yeah. years. That guy was kept alive by metal. Metal kept yeah. that man alive. Yeah. But um, he said something along the lines of like, you know, uh, I think someone told him something about his music. Saying, oh, you're devil worshippers. You know, you're going to go all go to hell. Then he goes, oh, man, I can't wait to go to hell. That's where they have all the cool, all the best pool tables. You know, it's like you. It's like, you know what? Honestly, it's full of shit. Like you guys are making this out to be more than what it is. He's a performer. He's doing what he's doing, uh, and I dig what he did visually. Just shot the way it shot. The, the CG was good. It was well shot. It was fucking honestly. You can learn a lot about color theory. You can learn a lot about shot calculations. It's a dope video just to look at. Um, I guess. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like for when I was in film school, when you looked at um, cinematography and uh, it's 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 fun, yeah. cinema verte, you know. Well, anyways, um, yeah, um, I don't know. That, Damn, that's, uh, that's interesting. But at the same time, I like okay, let's move on. Yeah, on to that, like yeah, it's a, it's a, let's not spend too much time over. There's more important things going on at this point. We're going back to our regularly scheduled shootings, by the way, and, right? Like, uh, no, dude, man. I mean, talk about tragic shit. Like, I mean, I know we talked about it earlier, like the George Floyd trial, not trial, but mm-hmm. Derek Chauvinal trial is going on. And I, I catch bits and pieces and my wife watches a lot, a lot, you know, and we I hear testimony and things. And it's just like, 
it's very reminiscent of the Rodney King trials, right? Mm. But this, because I feel, remember we lived through that and how how yeah, tense got, it is. Yeah, I got some free TV, got some free TV dinners out of that too. <laughs> what I'm getting at is this, this is a very tense case because it is, man. Honestly, I, like, like it, like you can feel. I mean, I can't say I remember the tension. You're about what a year, two years older than me. Yeah. Um. So maybe you were a little bit more aware, but I don't remember that tension. But I will say that for some reason the energy does feel a little bit the same. To where I saw some of the uh, the the Derek's whatever the cops lawyer um, interrogating. The, the the guy that actually filmed the whole encounter like yeah. trying to trying to poke holes into everything like were you calling him a bozo or a loser some like i don't know like some really some really uh batman and robin back in the day kind of language you know like uh, <laughs> jimmy cricket like uh some stuff like really you know non insult it's like were you calling him this did you call him uh Son of a bitch. Did you know? So I don't know. And the guy was like, well, if that's what I said on the video, that's what I said. He said, yeah, but did you say it? If that's what you heard, then that's what I said. He said, and why were you saying that or something like that? Well, I was saying that to voice my frustration while keeping my hands to myself. You know, he kind of like, like he thought yeah. he was going to catch him. Pretty much. It felt like the defense at that point, particular point. Again, I won't, that's the only thing I've seen here and there. I've caught some other stuff. Um, but for that little instance and that kind of analysis of that, of that, uh, situation, he was trying to make it, make a point to where, at least from my understanding, and again, I'm not a fucking lawyer, but it seemed like the lawyer was trying to make it seem like the cop with his knee on top of his neck, even though he wasn't breathing or moving, he was alert. And the fact that they were calling him names and bad words you know, it was like they were threatening his life. Like, I mean, what happened to sticks and stones will break my bones. But, you know, you know, that's kind of like the that that's the that's where they come from. Right. Sticks and stones will break my bones. Words will never hurt me. But as soon as they can use anything you're saying again, you know, like in the defense, they're going all out like they're going all fucking out. But even even the the, the commissioner, I think for his boss like as soon as as soon as he saw the video, he he fired all all the cops pretty much, and told them, nope, that's not what what you're supposed to do. And now they're just trying to run in circles, trying to find a defense. And some people are mm-hmm. saying that, and, and and it's not ridiculous to think as ridiculous that as a defense might seem sometimes, from a from a, you know, from my perspective or somebody's not a lawyer, as lame as a defense might be. It's not it's not completely unbelievable that they might find him innocent, you know, and just, you know, worse like in the his the worst thing that happens to him is he gets fired and he ends up t- having to be a cop down in in the boonies somewhere in the middle of Montana, right? Um but it it's it's I don't know. Let's we'll see how this goes. It could go uh, it's it could, uh it's hard to watch sometimes. You know, you were talking about earlier the guy they were interviewing for the, his testimony, Donald Williams. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he said things like, I called the police on the police. I believe I witnessed a murder. I felt the need to call the police and testify. And I heard the 911 call and it's him like 
in fucking shock. He's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. And what he was saying earlier, he grew very, he was very patient and careful how he spoke. Because the last thing you want is someone saying, oh, sir, I can't use this testimony because he's a belligerent witness. He's just an angry uh -huh. black man on yeah, there, you know? That's true. And so he, he, and I love his phrasing. He said to the guy, and I have it here quoted, it goes, when defense lawyer Eric Nelson repeated the question to Mr. Williams, he goes, did you uh, grow more and more angry, angry? And he goes, I grew professional. Yeah. And professional, he said, I stayed in my body. Yeah, he kept his hands to himself. Yeah, you can't paint me out to be angry. So yeah, it's a lot, man. That's it's a lot. That's very like like you see how we get here, especially me. Imagine me on the stage, I, like on the stand, I would have just thrown a shoe at that motherfucker, like like they did at a uh, George Bush. Um, because yeah, that takes. Imagine being there watching a a human being die. I mean, regardless of whether the guy did drugs or whatever the fuck he did, you know, they always come after that. Um. It's just and, and then I also saw this uh, paramedic give her testimony and oh, yeah. yeah and and she at the time was off duty right but she she you know she had a you know you might be off duty but you know what you know isn't right you can still help and she was saying like how she told them this is what I am I mean it makes sense that they didn't let her um, probably jump in right but he could he could she could have saved his life right. Yeah. She could have literally saved his life, but they just ignored everything. And and it's important. Like her her perspective is very important because she's a professional. She's you know has a medical background, and she can in real time see what's going on and see how he's literally dying in front of her eyes with a professional background. That kind of tells you, hey, his mother is dead, and he was calling out for his mother. Like you don't do, <laughs> you know. I'm laughing, but that's fucking ridiculous. How do you not, you know, like? Mama, mama, like, like this no, guy. Really... I don't. It's it. It's a lot, and it, to lot. be respectful to him and his memory yeah. and his family is just. I hope they find justice, like you said. But it's not unbelievable to think that he's he could be found otherwise. It's sad, but it's true. And I don't know, man. I want to end the show. I hate to end it this way on a, on a on a on a tough note, but. Keep your eyes open, man. Now this isn't this isn't the only one. We know how many of our brother, our black brothers. LA too. Remember, LA you know? there was a uh, Salvadoreño that got sh you know pretty much shot down by the cops while he himself was a security guard of the mechanic shop where he was actually working, and they shot him to death. And uh, bl they're blaming it on, on, on the kid, you know, eighteen year old kid. It's crazy, dude. Gun control is a whole thing we can talk about next time. And I'll leave you with this quirk here i saw i went to autozone the other day to buy some what was it about windshield cleaner whatever the fuck you know and while i'm waiting in line you know how they have little knickknacks like little oil or like little ratchet sets they had literally gun cleaner on sale at the autozone so texas is crazy man when it comes to guns and that you know what anywhere you can go you can find a way to get one or a way to apparently maintain one but primos uh, let's keep an eye out there you know of course follow us online uh we're at my primos podcast i'll speak for chikume here uh i want to thank you guys for listening remember all this show costs you is a share let everybody know we're out here the more you do that the more we grow we definitely appreciate the guys that have hung out with us and the ladies as well that 
helps us get to where we are. We love all our primos and primas. We definitely appreciate you. Remember primos, take care of each other. 